Hello. Como estas? Yes. Welcome to <laughs> Talk Comics to Me. I am Champ Champenstein. I am... I'm Mr. T in there. Yeah, I was fine. like, wait a minute. Um, Champ Champenstein. <laughs> Heather Hadfield. I'm still distracted about you talking about the internet. It's, just, it's just like some old people shit. I know. Every time I just get so excited about it. Like, I'm very happy for you that you, like, have this good internet. Yeah, it was a, a choice I needed to mm-hmm. make. So it is Thursday. and It is the 14th. And we're here to talk about new comics in just a, a wild, wild, wild world. Yeah, we're just hanging out, you know. We're bringing you along for the ride. Yeah, it's like... Will Smith and Wild Wild West. Wicked, wicked, wild, wicked, wild, wicked, wicked, wild, 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 you know. Just, that makes sense. There's piles all over the place. Actually, it's not too bad. No, not at all. I, I said that and then was just like, damn, that was like rude of me because there's like no piles today. Yeah, the only pile I have is the pile of comics I like brought over here for you to take home. Right there. Oh, right there. Yeah. And then just, All those? Yeah. Those are those are all my comics. Yeah. That's, damn. Yeah, so I to make room. So I yeah. uh, I just have that pile and then the other pile is like to read cool. and like stuff to help me organize. It was a good pile. Yeah, so, you know, cutting down my piles of comics around the house, just like... A, I just cut all mine down, too, so look at us. We're yeah, doing it. just, like, trying to keep myself organized. Okay, so continue. Okay. <laughs> so, again, this is Big Girls. This is issue number six. Um, and this issue... Um, well, in the previous issue, one of the men who was working with the bad woman, I cannot remember what her name is. I can't either. She, she was the bad woman who used to work with the... the she was the husband... Or she was the wife. She was the. She husband. was the wife of the husband who runs the preserve, which is uh, the group that raises the big women to become fighters against the big boys. Um, she did not agree with what they did, so she. But well, there's more to it than that. She broke off essentially and was like helping these big boys grow and keeping them safe. Um, so in this one. Uh, a man that had been working with the bad woman discovers a way to make himself big while still it, maintaining his form of his, man. Yeah, his form of man where <laughs> instead of the monster man, which is what most of them turn into because of the men gene. Um, it's a, a machine that she had created mm-hmm. that makes him big. So he is trying to get revenge uh, against the big people for killing his son. Um, the leader of the preserve, who is the man, the husband of the woman, he also uses this machine and makes himself big, and instead of helping, he realizes that he holds all the power now, so he kind of goes postal. They take him down, and... They decide, or they discover that they can, instead of killing these big boys, they can work as a team because, again, the boys have maintained their humanity. They mm-hmm. aren't just monsters. They just look like monsters. And when you treat them like that, they become monsters. Yeah. That's what happens. So they, Makes sense. yeah, it's a, they, they 
start working together as a team to keep the people safe and protect everyone and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's pretty much how this first story arc ends. Um, okay. Ember decides that she's going to go back home to the farm where her family is because she oh, wants to cute. see how they're doing. Yeah. And, um, she's still technically working for the preserve, but the, the new leader who is, um, I can't remember her name either. Uh, Ember's you. mentor. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't remember her name. She becomes the new boss lady. And so there's like a, a new chapter okay. of the preserve. Um, like I had mentioned to you, I don't feel the need to read anything else after this because I thought this was tied up perfectly. So when it comes to big girls, I'm done. (laughs) I will have to read that last issue and make my decision, though. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I'd feel the same way. It's like I enjoy the story as a whole, but I don't feel like I need that much more. Right. And I just, I don't know what else they could do. And that's, that's why yeah, I'm done with it. Sense. It's like, it's, it's one of those where, cool, you want to add more to it? Great. But I feel like it would ruin the importance of this first story arc. I feel like it would add unnecessary plots. Okay. So. I get that. Yeah. So yeah, I would say as a whole, this, if I just take it as that's the story, I give it probably four out of five. All right. I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I enjoyed what I what I was able to read, so. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Let's I guess. hear it. <laughs> I did forget this character's name. I was just trying to look for it really fast. And, you know, sometimes we just forget the name yeah, constantly. Sometimes it must be like that. Every time. Every time. That's what I thought mm-hmm. it was. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so this is Homesick Pilots. This is issue number two. This is about a band called the Homesick Pilots. It gives you a little, like, introduction into how they all kind of met and, like, hooked up together. And then kind of brings you back into the story of Amy, who is fi- trying to find the ghosts within this haunted... Or find the... Yeah, I guess find the ghosts that need to be in this haunted house. Like, in part, they live in items. So, like, the first one is a horseshoe that she is out to find. It's on the cover. Yeah, it's cool. on the cover. Uh, it's really, it's really, really good. It's hard to describe without, like, ruining it, but that's the basic idea. The colors and the art are really amazing. Uh, the story is a lot of fun, and also just, like, I don't know, like I said before, it's, like, I know it's going to be fun, but also, like, really serious in its tones and the things that are happening. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm excited to see it, like, come together and, like, see what happens. I'm surprised you didn't get the other cover, to be honest. Oh, I really wanted it, but there was only one left, and Mm -hmm. I figured, let somebody else get it. Dang, the art is really cool. Yeah, the dude, colors. The art, yeah, the art and colors are my fate. One of my favorite parts. I think it's like part of like what makes the book so good. It's mm-hmm. just like it. I don't know. It's like about ghosts and stuff, and it's just like also like the colors are different than what you would expect from like some sort of ghost story. Yeah, I I like the way that the. I guess the, the the flatness of the co- the characters mm-hmm. of the people themselves with the colors. I think that's really cool. Okay. So yeah, I, I would, I would, it. yeah, I would highly, highly, highly suggest that book to anybody, especially. I don't know. I, 
I feel like, yeah, if you like horror, because it is like, it's a haunted, it's a haunted house. <laughs> like, it is a haunted house. She is out trying to find the things. There are ghosts. They show them to you. So it's, I don't know, not, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't know. It's next on my list. Like, I have, like I said, lists. I meant piles. I have yeah. one pile. And it's books that I need to read. And it's literally the first one on yeah. there. So I'll, I'll read it when I get home, that first one. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, think, I think I'll think i enjoy it. I yeah, no, I had your, like I said, I think you'll really enjoy it as well. I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. All right. So now we have Autumnal. This is issue number, what, four? Four. Yes. And we're learning a lot more about Comfort Notch. Cat, yeah, Cat mm-hmm. is going around asking about people, and she's ask. She comes across what Carol Ravinsky. It's on the back here. That's help. That's helpful. And Carol Ravinsky tells her a story about Clementine. Yeah. So it gives you, it gives you the pieces of the story to know what like is actually happening here. You get the history of the monster in the town, which yeah. I'm very, I think that's why I like this one the most because it had the classic horror movie research oh, in the yeah. library and then you get the, the creepy old woman talking about the story. Like, I just, I really love this a whole lot. I love the the art in it, especially mm-hmm. this part. The flight. Where she gets high oh, and then. It's like telling the story. Yeah, and then it just like changes. I don't mm-hmm. know. No, I also really, that was, like, one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, it, I did also enjoy how much it, like, unfolded exactly kind of like a classic horror. Yep. Like, just, like, we've been saying this book plays that out to, like, an extreme, which is really, like, but not so much where it's, like, heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. It just, like, hits the beats really well. It goes, I noticed, back and forth between, like, I don't know, like, the 2000s, like, horror kind of movies mm-hmm. and then like 70s horror movies yeah in the way that the horror is done and i love that so much <laughs> it's so good yeah no it is a really really great book and i mean if you like fall mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of fall fall leaves in here autumn i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i just like leaves because they fall <laughs> All right, so I'll talk, I guess. <laughs> I have uh, Bleed Them Dry. This is issue number six, and this is the last issue of... I I mean, they could do more. Mm-hmm. So they left it in, like, a cliffhanger. Is it, like, a big girl situation where they are, made, are doing a second arc, or do they... You just not know? I, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those where you're like, I'm done with it, though. Like, <laughs> I did not. I did not even realize. Like, I didn't realize it was ending at six issues. So I feel like it could, like I said, it could continue oh, okay. very easily. Right. Um, but Harper, I believe that, or yeah, Harper Holloway. <laughs> I did it. Nice. Uh, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? Atticus Black. <laughs> uh, yeah. They come head to head, and the story wraps itself up, or so you think. Ooh, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, a dot, dot, dot. Uh, Holloway, you know, gets recognized as not being a bad guy, and that, like, Atticus was just a real terrible dude, and I don't know. I really enjoyed the story quite a bit. It's it's one of, like, a vampire story. Yeah, and I think the way, like, I wasn't, I think I've said this before, I wasn't sure within the first issue Mm -hmm. But I just really did like how it developed. And yeah, just like for a vampire story too, it's just like, 
something that's not a hundred percent like the normal thing. Right. Where it's like a world full of vampires. There's like a vampire slayer killing people. There's like, and then you have like the cop aspect where they're searching out this vampire slayer. And so, where does the story take place? In the future. I mean, like <laughs> location wise, not time wise. Mm. Like, does it ever say? Yeah, not really. Okay, like a, I just a just... city in the future. Okay, I just like the whole ninja twist on it. I always, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's really just supposed cool. to be like some sort of you know, kind of like cyberpunk esque. Okay. World, like there's a world built here. Oh, it's their own. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I was just like, because it seems like based off of the characters and stuff, it would take place in like Tokyo or something. I don't. I don't. It's think. just its own. But once again, I don't know. Right. I haven't really been paying a hundred percent attention. Okay. I've been just reading like like when it says locations, I'm not like, oh, is that an actual right. place? I'm just. Like, and that is kind of a weird question to ask. Um, because I've never asked it for anything else. Yeah, no, that is so a very I was just question. Yeah, I was just curious about it because I didn't want to generalize and just be like, oh, ninjas, it's in Japan. Clearly. I mean, this guy is the only one who's really like a ninja. Really? Okay. That's cool that they would put a ninja vampire tale when it's just, because it's about him, right? I mean, not necessarily. He is part of the story. It's more, okay. so, this story more so follows like, Harper Holloway and like her like meeting him. Okay, interesting. <laughs> okay, I was just very curious about it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I've never asked that many questions about a book before, so uh, especially this one. Yeah, I mean, you actually have asked that many questions about a book, but not this particular never that book. one. Yeah. Uh, so now we have Dark Detective. This is issue number one. This has a couple stories. Uh, the first one is by. Mar- Mariko Tamaki mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Mora, and it's about Batman. It's a detec- detective story, mm-hmm. and he is dead. And there is a magistrate man who is in charge of Gotham, and he's like rounding up all these people who used to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And then the second story is by Matthew Rosenberg, and I'm I don't want to. Do you want to say this man's name? I don't want to. I don't want to ruin. I can try. Let me see here. Where you at? It is Carmine, uh, Carmine di Gian Domenico. That sounds. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Or it's probably Gian Domenico, to be honest. Either way, he does the art. You're the Italian, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, so do you want to talk about this story? I mean, I kind of just blew through that one, but I was I figured we'd come back and you could just talk about your I math. mean, you pretty much summed it up. It's just um, the magistrate is going around collecting, collecting, <laughs> just rounding up people within Gotham who were superheroes or whatever, wears the masks. Um, he, what is it, Cole? Yeah, I cool. mean, are you talking about the grifter story now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, were we doing this one first? No, I, I already, I already like did that. That's what okay, I was okay. saying. But yeah. But then you just kind of like started talking. I thought you were talking about this one again. Oh. The way you started. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I was just saying you had mentioned it yes, for the okay. first one. Yeah. Okay. But that's yeah. Cole gets taken, um, and he teams up with. Well, I say teams up. We'll use that loosely because it's not really by choice. <laughs> um, with 
See, that's another reason why I had asked earlier is like I'm not familiar with like these characters at all. I'm not very. I'm not yeah, I I like I have never even heard of them before. Birdman, what is his name? Lucius Luke. Fox. Yes, <laughs> Luke. Either way, um, they get captured. They team up to to get out of there, and they are pretty much just kind of becoming vigilantes because they don't really have a choice because of the magistrate because they they're using all the Wayne money and mm-hmm. enterprises to get rid of superheroes. But yeah. Yeah, that is that is it. Yeah. Um I love Dan Mora is basically and Matthew Rosenberg. I really love which so I liked both of the stories for like different reasons. Yeah. I actually surprisingly really liked the Batman story. You know, I like the Batman story yeah. a lot. I I honestly thought the only reason I was going to enjoy it was because of the art. Like that was mm-hmm. the reason, obviously, why I got it. Um, but I enjoyed the story too. I thought it was a really interesting story. Yeah, I like the way it like unfolded quite mm-hmm. a bit. And I like that they're both. I mean, it's it's one story, but yeah. told in two different perspectives by two different people. So I liked it. Um, there are going to be four of these ones, I believe. Yeah, I think that is correct. The Dark Detectives, and I am excited. For it, yeah, four, four. So, stay tuned. We'll talk about it more. <laughs> All right. Um, I have pantomime. This is issue number three, and they decide that they are going to work against the manager. And this is the bank robbing one, right? Yeah, with the kids, the... kids who sign. Okay. Okay. Um. Yes. I couldn't remember. I was like, I know pantomime, obviously. Uh, so yes, that is what it is about. They've been pulling off jobs for a man named, named the manager. He, the first issue they broke into his house, so he basically found them out and has employed them or blackmailed them into working for him. He has a guard who decides to also try to pull off a job using the kids and it goes sideways. Of course. And yeah, this is just them kind of taking revenge. And then you find out, and it like seemed, this issue seemed like it was like wrapping up all of the story. And I was like, all right, it's done. Already? Yeah, I was like, it's fine though. It wasn't like terrible the way it did it. But then it like unfolded into like, oh, there is a lot more happening Mm -hmm. here. So. A lot to unpack. Do you know how many issues it's going to be? I actually don't. I did not remember. I know. I feel like it is a limited series. Right. I feel like Mad Caves usually are, right? Yeah, most of the time. So it's not something I'm expecting to be more than like six issues. But even if it was, it can go on forever. Whatever. It's like, this issue was a lot of fun. All of the issues have been a lot of fun, even though they're dealing with like a lot of like serious tones. I really like the art a lot. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I remember like with the first one when I flipped through it, I liked the art because I loved how exaggerated some of the features were Mm -hmm. on the characters. But I couldn't remember if it was actually this book. So it was cool to have that confirmed right when you said it. Yeah, and I just really like how... um, I mean, since they sign all the time, I really like how dynamic the hands are when they're always, mm-hmm. like, sign- when they're signing with each other. It's really cute. Because, and so instead of, you know, like, stuff being, like, kind of, like, solid in one place, it's, like, you see, like, okay, they're moving their hands. Right. So I really like that a lot. I'm going to have to borrow that first one from you to read. I did just put them all away, but yeah. I will. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to I'll it. I'll look them out sometime. Yeah. 
Uh, you ready? Yeah, let's let's take a minute and let's talk about clowns, guys. <laughs> so this is Haha. This is issue number one. This is going to be a short little anthology. Which I'm by, very excited about. By uh, W. Maxwell Prince, who writes some real, real, real weird shit. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Everything that I've read has been, like, really strange. I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, and this is no exception to that whatsoever. And granted, it is about clowns, which are, which is usually somewhat creepy, but this is just, like, puts a... This particular story was very strange. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But the art is also really good and strange and fit the tone really well. That's what I like the most about it, to be honest. I was um, trying to explain what happens in this book, I was like, it's about a clown that's all happy, gets shot, doesn't die, and then turns into a monster. But not like an actual monster. I just mean like it messed him up. Yeah, no, I was also trying to explain this to Chris and he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, it's just, it's really strange. Because then I also mentioned, because it made him like see his family as something else. So then you just like don't know if he's alive or dead, or, like, or if it's just like all of him his imagination the balloon animals is what got me that clown was my favorite one out of the entire story i was like reading it and i said oh goodness that's a clown that's like (laughs) an actual creepy looking clown yeah it's just like like i had one of the worst days like his he got fired his best friend robbed him then he is in a bank robbery and gets shot in the head and then it was just like well then he saves the day yeah I loved it. It was a lot of fun, yeah. But like I said, anthology, so next issue, completely different. Is it changing artists, too, or is it the same artist you know, every time? I'm not sure. I didn't actually read too much okay. into it. All I saw when I, like, added it to my poll was a clown, and so I said, add. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't look, I didn't read anything about it. I just know that it's by the guy who did Ice Cream Man. That is, that is true. That so, is true. Who knows? And King of Nowhere. It's all going to be a surprise. Yeah, which I've all I've liked everything that they've done. So mm-hmm. very excited about clowns. <laughs> all right. So I we got seven secrets now. This is issue number six. This issue just keep or this issue this story just like keeps opening up and opening up and giving you secrets. Except only one, only one. <laughs> only one, so, well, two. Yeah, two, technically. By the way, do open two secrets in this. One of them was not on purpose, though. Yeah, but shit's going sideways, mm-hmm. once again, in a different sto- in a different story we're reading. The, uh, the Seekers are taking down the Keepers, and people are dying to get these secrets. Yeah. One of them is captured, um, several... Like, main characters die yeah. in this one as a result of the secrets. Um, and our main character, Caspar. Caspar? Um, Caspar? Who is, I like saying Caspar mm. because I like exaggerating the letters. Um, he is a keeper now, as you know. And they are taken to a world. I say world. It's another secret. Mm. Um, to keep the other secrets safe and... He gets distracted. <laughs> yeah. He also, like, makes a very conscious decision in this, like, particular issue mm-hmm. as well that he doesn't... I won't I won't spoil it, but... Yes. It's, a. Uh, it's frustrating, but also, like, I get it. 
Yeah, I just feel like at the same time, you know, it's one of those things that ends up. He made a I, selfish decision. Yeah, I mean, it's not selfish. It's I mean, the result like, is selfish. Well, okay. Yeah, the result will be bad. Right, right. And it's, I think it's one of those things where it's just like sometimes you have to sacrifice to like, I mean, in this case, keep the world at bay. Right. But granted, like, you know, watching all of your loved ones die can be. Right. And I mean, as far as like lessons go, this is. I mean, the whole thing is like a learning experience for him. And mm-hmm. in the future, he'll know that he can't react that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there will be lessons to be learned here. Yes. For sure. Uh, I was going to say this reminds me a lot of anime. Yeah. No, I got that a lot, too. And it's funny that you said that because I first thought that when Eamon... Mm-hmm. When he was first introduced, like yeah. when when he first like shows who he is, he reminds me of Roy Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Like that was like when I first I was like, oh okay. Like if this was an anime, it would be really cool. Not yeah. that it isn't cool anyway, but like yeah, no. And that's like it's not like yeah, just the art style either. It's just like the way the story plays out as well. It's, like, very much, like, a coming-of-age anime for, like, a kid. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, I don't know. I really enjoyed, like, that tone of it. Right. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I really do like this book quite a bit. I do, too. And, I don't know. Action stories aren't really my thing. I like them, but um, I never actively seek them out. But I, I really like this one a lot. And I think it's probably because of the art mm-hmm. and the way that the characters develop. Yeah. I uh, I didn't really think I was gonna like this book at all. I but, to be honest. So yeah, like no, when I, I read that either. preview, I was like, oh shit, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to see more, and I like every issue. I am really excited to read. So it does. It keeps getting better, and I like that. Even though Casper is the main the main character, he's the one that you follow. Mm-hmm. You kind of develop a relationship with all these other characters too, in the same way that he does. Which... Yeah, yeah, which makes their like deaths or potential deaths like more meaningful and Mm -hmm. like drives the story in a a really good way right for sure i really enjoy it yeah i did not i did not think that i was (laughs) gonna like it i got i added it for some reason instead of just doing the first issue i must have just known it's like um, you had like a sixth sense yeah six comic sense my subconscious comic sense all right, you ready to do yes. this? All right, so Red Mother, this is issue number 12. This book just wrapped itself up. Last one. Um, I don't really want to spoil it for anyone, so I won't. But I will say I feel like it felt a little rushed. It did. No, I, I thought that same thing. I mean, they could have done one more issue, but I feel like it would have been the same thing. Yeah, I just felt like like the beats of all the other issues, like it took so long to get here and then to have it just like wrapped up within one issue was like kind of almost a disservice to the whole like story. Right. Because I feel like it could have actually had one more issue, like almost did like expanded this out to be more of like the red mother stuff Mm -hmm. doing a little more like explaining behind that more of the bad guy yeah more of the bad guy for like an issue and then did like one more issue of like you know yeah her trying to return to normal life Mm -hmm. and even if that was like a little more rushed that would have been fine yeah and yeah that does make sense because i got that same feeling when i was reading it that the other issues kind of felt like 
going up the roller coaster, and then this one was just like a continuous drop. Yeah, like, there was no, no other. yeah, sort of sideways mm-hmm. or like, oh, here's like something else, and it it gave you like glimpses of that, mm-hmm. but like I said, just like not enough to like make it whole. Right. That being said, the art was incredible. That was incredible. I mean, I really enjoyed the story as yeah. a whole. Like, I did really, really like it. But yeah, I would have taken at least one more issue. Mm-hmm. Or, like, shortened another part up to give me, like, a little more of an ending. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I agree 100%. And I, I don't know. I still think, um, I don't know, out of 12, probably... 10? Just running out numbers right now. Well, I said 12 because it was 12 issues. <laughs> oh, I thought okay. it was funny that way. Oh, okay. Um, I, I get you now. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I would say probably a B. <laughs> no, we're just grading. Yeah. No <laughs> grades here. Okay, no grades. All right, so now we're going to talk about Lonely Receiver. This is issue number five. This is a weird little story. Yes, and this is also the last one. Yeah. Um, I had to have Champ explain this to me because I... I understood it, but also did not get it. Yeah, and I don't know if, like, I explained it even correctly to you. No, you did. You did. Because I didn't even consider codependency as, like, the main, I I, I guess, conclusion to it. Like, I knew that was the theme throughout mm-hmm. it, but it I didn't consider it fully in this issue. Because yeah. to me, it was like, oh... I thought it was all just make-believe, like she was stuck in the machine forever, and then she finally mm-hmm. comes out of the machine and is like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done with that. It's not what I thought at all, so. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I just, I love the story so much, and it just, I think because it, it was so weird and visually just so engrossing, like just, uh, there was a part in this issue that made me just like, not scream but just go and like hold my face for a couple minutes and Chris was sitting next to me I was just like what is wrong with you and I was like there's this thing this thing that happened what what part uh it's back here that one oh yeah so it was just like the intensity of how it is drawn and like the way that the story draws you in so much to the art and everything so you're just like almost part of the story and I think it makes you think a lot like that that's like one of those things about this story that I really enjoyed too is just like it's not it's straightforward in what it's saying but it's also just like taking you on this really fucked up weird ass ride and you kind of have to figure it out along with her Mm mm-hmm um, I really did in- enjoy it, too. I-, I liked watching this woman's spiral into madness and then the slow climb back out. I, I love those kind of, like, movies and stuff. Yeah. So I-, I-, I thought they did a really good job. And I also just really... Every Zach Thompson thing that I have read has made me feel the same way. Mm. Like, uncomfortable, but, like, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. So... Yes, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. I like that the phone looks like a testicle. Yeah, that, that does fuck me up. That was, that was my favorite part when she just, like, licks it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, it is just, like, that's what I'm saying. The visuals in this are just, like, Jen Hickman 
murders it. It's just like Fantastic. so good. Mm-hmm. Just, like I said, just like brings you in in such a way where you're like, yeah, uncomfortable and like the last issue where they're all like melding together and like yeah. becoming like just one like a- amoeba sort of thing. Like it's so gross. You're gonna have to read that um that other one that I have. Yeah, I don't know. What I it's can't called. think of what it's. All called I can now. think of is the gross fat gross man on the on the cover. Yeah, because it that is some and it's something that <clears throat> feeds me feed feed. I was almost going to say Lonely Feeder, but that's not, that's not it at all. Um, I am going to have to let you read that, though, when Wit gives that back to me, because I you will really enjoy that one, because that's also about, like, technological codependency and, like, dying. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fantastic. I just... Zach Thompson is an incredibly weird writer. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is Marauders. This is issue number 17. I don't know how many more we're getting. It feels like we have to be close to being done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like this issue, too. Yeah, this one was... It made me feel a lot of different things, because there's, there's two, three different stories. I would say stories, kind of three stories yeah, happening, yeah. That are going on um, without spoiling too much. Um, Callisto? Mm-hmm. Callisto? Callisto? I almost said Calypso. That's why I just said Callisto, because I, like, caught myself as I was <laughs> saying it. Um, once the full extent of her mutant abilities, and uh, in order to do that, they have to do the, the Crucible, which happened in an earlier issue of X-Men. Um, so along with that, Kate is on her own little quest sent by Emma to send invitations to mm-hmm. a party to the creepy people <laughs> the verendi yes i don't like them <laughs> they scare me they're too proper and then um emma is taking sebastian to a little lighthouse <laughs> i don't know what to call it it's her own little island which is explained more in the giant x-men uh magneto issue mm-hmm. that's where Emma's whole thing comes into play. So there's a lot of different things going on, but it's all just things that are kind of reaching their conclusion from different series. Yeah. So it's a, uh, I, yeah, I did, I did really enjoy this. I loved Storm's whole part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, her part was great. For Where sure. she's going and what sh- what's going on and stuff. I don't know. I just thought, again, there were a lot of feelings in it and, um, I think after X of Swords and stuff, this this was needed because it just it really does sum up or kind of bring a close to the stories that were mentioned earlier. Before, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I've just liked the last two issues so much, and then it's like, well, when it's gone, I'm not gonna have it on my pull anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be sad, but it's fine. I'll have to add Excalibur back once. It's done. <laughs> All I right, I can't handle it. I want Gambit back. <laughs> Okay, so we're done. It's been Thursday. We hope that you had a okay week. And we'll be back at you next week. So go buy comics. I just did finger guns like this. Uh, and we'll see you on the flippity flip. We love you. Go support your lo- local comic book shop. Your library. Wash your hands. Get tested regularly. Keep your people safe. Love everyone. Do your thing, baby. Bye.